0: All right, everyone, this is going to be an unusual, it was a thing on TV, instant reaction. I think for the first time we have all three of us on this, and Mike, can you describe what it is I'm going to be doing in this?
1: Well, one thing that is very popular within the sports card collecting hobby, and even Pokemon and stuff like that, is what's called the card break, which somebody opens a pack of cards and basically it's to show off the good stuff they pull and Greg might pull some good stuff in terms of decent players or hall of famers. Uh, He's not going to retire. Let's say that the material he bought today is basically what's called junk wax cards because they were so overproduced back in the late eighties, early nineties. So we're going to react, not necessarily for its value, but we're going to react more for, who he got. And I should add, this comes on the heels of me getting the Victor Wim Vignana that Greg mentioned, like, what, two and a half months ago. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's pretty. I'm going to get it graded, Greg, believe it or not. Oh! Problem, problem is getting it graded is, like, $300 because it's so expensive. So it's like, do I really want to spend $300 to ship it? And then I'd have to get, like, four thousand, three thousand dollars dollars of insurance on it. If it comes back like a 10, yeah, because that card may be worth like $10,000 now, so I, I may take the risk.
0: Okay, well, first pack I'm going to open is a pack of Donruss 88, so let so Who what are can...
1: we looking for in that? That's not uh, Griffey, that's 89. Yeah. was it Mark McGuire in the Donruss 88? 88 Donruss, Mark McGuire, uh, he was the rookie of the year in 87, but his rookie card was... Uh, 1985 tops when he was on the 1984 Olympic team. I think 88 Donruss might have been one of Mike Schmidt's last cards. No, I think he lasted till 90. 89. Um, so I'm on a website that has the 25 air quotes, most valuable 1988 Donruss baseball cards. And I mean, in terms of the value, they're not much. Uh, Mark Grace. I mean, Mark Grace had a decent year. Dale Murphy, for some reason, they list as uh, having value, uh, estimated PSA value of $60. Bo Jackson. Yeah, that would have been his second year, I believe, because I think he started in 87.
0: Yeah, because he has the top 87 rookie.
1: And then Tom Glavin rookie card. Oh, so I mean, there's a whole famer right there. That's Yeah, not bad.
0: Let me open it. Let's see.
1: I, I got more. You open and uh, and yeah. uh, we'll see what you got.
0: One uh, thing I like about these Wax Packs how you can just open them up like like a butterfly.
1: But but also don't eat the gum if you have gum in there.
0: Well, it's Don Russ, They didn't have gum. Well,
1: had, I, I'm saying for the people who get tops and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, some more real quick cards that uh, may have value if you get them PSA 10s. Calrick and Diamond Kings. And
2: Ooh. the Diamond
1: Kings are always nice because they're uh, painted cards. They're art cards. Roberto Alomar rookie card, because he started off with the Padres, and uh, then he got uh, traded to, uh, among other teams, Toronto. Nolan Ryan still has value, $45 for a PSA 10. Uh, Tony Gwynn, Calvick and regular card, Don Mattingly regular, Ozzie Smith regular, Ricky Henderson, Kirby Puckett. Greg Jeffries what there must, a, there must be a typo here hold on the Greg <laughs> Jeffries rookie card was an incredibly head card when 1988 Donruss first hit hobby shop and store shelves one thing I've always thought was funny was how this card was labeled a short print a term used in the hobby when relatively fewer copies of a card are produced than others in a given set in an era of excessive printing and market saturation the term short print just sounds funny as we're likely a bazillion of them in circulation. Uh, McGuire uh, Diamond Kings, uh, Roger Clemens, Mark McGuire regular, Jose Canseco regular, Barry Bonds regular, George Brett regular, Greg Maddox, Wade Boggs, Ryan Sandberg, Eric Davis. A Ripken family card. So you've got Cal Ripken Jr., Cal Ripken Sr., and Billy Ripken all on the same card.
0: Okay, well, I got the pack, so let me show you off what I got So in this pack.
1: All right.
0: You got Kevin McReynolds. Okay. Look at that sweet-ass stash he's got on here.
2: He looks like Tom Selleck.
0: Never thought I'd ever hear Kevin McReynolds compared to Tom Selleck, but there's a first for everything. Andy Van Slyke MVP card.
1: He would have been a decent player for the Pirates back in uh, 87, 88.
0: Yeah, this would be his second year because he was with the Cardinals before.
1: And, of course, Andy Van Slyke now yeah. promotes new with Frank Thomas.
0: Oh, that's terrific. Andy you've, never, Vance. you've
1: never seen that?
0: I have seen that. I haven't.
1: <laughs> Him and and Doug Flutie and uh, Frank Thomas promote new yes.
0: Oh, I wish uh, Willem Defoe was with um. That's Sir uh, Willem Dafoe. Sir Willem Dafoe. I'm
2: not even British. <laughs> I'm not even British. <laughs> Tony Gwen. Oh, oh,
0: that's, there's, a, there's
2: oh that's one, one of
1: Willem the big B- ones. That's one of the big ones. Yes. Yeah, and, well, and by big we mean maybe fifty cents. What is the logo in the top left-hand corner? I've never seen MVP. that. MVP. Oh, okay. That's not your Donruss logo. Nice.
0: Uh, let me see. Oh, I got another MVP card right here. Joe Carter with Cleveland.
1: Uh he was a good player for Cleveland.
0: Yeah. It's Pedro Serrano mode.
1: And also we should remember that he hit the game winning home run in the nineteen ninety-three World Series. Yes. Against Mitch Williams.
0: One of the nasty boys, Randy Myers.
1: That's gotta be an early card.
0: Oh yeah, let me just look at the back here. Uh fourth year.
1: Oh, fourth. What- oh, oh wow.
0: Although technically it's, th- it's third because he only played one game in '85. So who cares? Who cares? The late Donnie Moore of the Angels.
1: Oh, uh, the less said, the better because yeah, yeah, the circumstances that he left, yeah, not good.
0: Yeah. Oh, I got this Greg Myers Toronto Blue Jays card, obviously taken at Yankee Stadium. Obviously. Oh mike schmidt
2: very nice and that's the donruss mvp card too
0: yes and oh the last one i saved this
1: the ripton family yes
2: let me let's let's go to that website that uh mike showed us um yeah how much is old sports according to old sportscards.com. The Ripkin family card is worth $30. $30. Well,
1: well so- now, hold on. Hold on. It's not worth $30. And I'll tell you why. If Greg looks at the card, and this is nothing he did, put it up again. Show it to the screen, and I'll tell you what I see. If you look, especially in the bottom right-hand corner, you see that little bit of white down there? Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. It's not a, a damaged corner. That's a flaw that would uh, reduce the surface grade of the card. Plus, also, I thought I saw a a flaky corner in the top left. So, yeah, uh, if they're PSA 10s, they have some money, but the catch, well, they have to be pristine, but also, in order to get a card graded, I think PSA charges $15 a card minimum. And it's not based on how many cards you send generally it's based on the declared value of the cards. That's why when I mentioned the Victor Wimbanyana card, if the card is valued between $2,500 and $5,000, it's $300 to grade, but it's three days turnaround service. So literally if I sent it today, I could conceivably get it by this time next week, assuming I like overnight it to, PSA and they send it back really fast. But thing is, yeah, for like just basic cards, it's fifteen dollars. I don't think many people are clamoring to get Donruss '88 cards graded. I see you have score. Oh, score NFL. Okay. 1990
0: ah. series one and series two. Right.
1: Oh, man. we're, we're looking awesome. for Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith is the big one. Uh, I'm sure there's other ones that come to mind. Yes, I'm on the case. I'm looking.
0: Ooh, let's see. What I got in this. Do, do, do. It said 1990, right? Yeah,
2: 1990.
1: Score okay. football. All
0: right. Let me show you what I got. I got I have a Phil Sims hot gun card. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ooh, Bubby Brister. Uh, Oh, Jumbo Elliott. And of course oh. this was been one with the giants, but Jumbo Elliott is notable because I believe he caught the game tying touchdown pass for the jets in the Monday night miracle against the dolphins in 2000.
1: Yeah. He wouldn't have been with the giants at that time.
0: Yeah. So this would have been the super bowl 25 season 90.
1: Okay. Uh, that hot gun card of Joe Montana, PSA, 10 value, $60, but obviously, you know, not necessarily worth it. And does not look like you're looking for the Emmett Smith rookie, unless you have series two.
0: I and, have a series two.
1: Oh, okay. Because, yeah, uh, he was in the traded slash second series packs.
0: Okay. Steve Young. And remember... This would have been Montana's last season as the starter because he would have gotten injured in the NFC Championship game against the Giants, and Young took his place the following year.
1: Yeah, in 91, he replaced him, but then in 92, he was the MVP. That's right. Uh, Other rookies of note, you have Cortez Kennedy, Hall of Fame defensive tackle, and you have Junior Seau. Okay. And you have a slew of second-year cards, Barry Sanders, Derek Thomas, Deion Sanders, and Troy Aikman. So good second rounders there may not be a ton of value, but uh, you got quality there in terms of Hall of Famers.
0: Tecmo Bowl legend Albert Bentley of the Indianapolis Colts.
1: I've never Uh, heard that before. Tecmo Bowl legend. I've heard it once or twice.
0: Gary Anderson. (laughs)
1: Uh, one of the best kickers of all time. Yes. Gotta give love to the special teamers. We, we talked about that when we talked about Steve Tasker in that hometown commercial.
0: That's right. And we did mention him because he was the one who kept us informed of the power outage during Super Bowl 47. <laughs> who would have thought we'd have two episodes discussing Steve Tasker?
1: Real low-key Hall of Fame case there. Just a little bit, just a boy. Bit. If he showed up on Mister Smith, I'm no, no, no. <laughs> I shouldn't wish that on him. But that would be great. He shows up on Mister Smith.
0: Oh, Ernest Biner, Redskins chord.
1: Oh, love Ernest Biner. Didn't he
0: win a Super Bowl
1: with Washington? Yeah, ninety one. Ninety one.
0: Okay, wasn't sure if he was on that team or not. Yeah, uh, the
1: Desmond Howard team. Desmond Howard's rookie year, I believe.
0: Uh. Oh, Hall of Fame card. Bob St. Clair of the 49ers.
1: Oh, big offensive tackle back in the day. He passed away about a year or two ago.
0: Yeah. This weird Super Bowl 25 card that just has two five on it. Okay.
1: It's not even the Super Bowl logo.
0: No, I don't even think the Super Bowl logo would have come out yet when they produced
2: this. If anything, that's the uh, logo for the planning committee. But yeah,
0: probably Sterling Sharp, rocket man.
1: Oh, that's a good one. That's very nice.
0: Yeah. And for those who don't know, he is Shannon's brother. A lot of people don't know about Sterling Sharp because his career ended too early, but he was like one of the best wide receivers of his day and should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, let me just see here. Anything interesting here? Uh,
1: well, I see the word rookie. So,
0: yeah, this is a Fred Washington rookie. I don't. I'm I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know if he was like good or not. So,
2: I'm looking it up. Okay,
1: Chico beat me to it.
0: Okay,
2: Fred Washington. Here we go. Uh, sadly no longer with us side in 1990
1: oh that Not- same oh, year? that same year, his rookie year, wow jeez that's
0: he horrible was- yeah,
2: he was killed in a car accident during his rookie season
0: ooh well that sucks
2: but drafted by the Bears in the second round of the draft and yeah
0: All right. Well, that took a dark turn. Okay. I got these two. Okay. We're going to go to Canada. A. I got 1991 Opeachy Baseball. Now, for those that don't know about Opeachy, Opeachy is basically Tops, but for some reason, they got like another company to produce the cards and they're branded Opeachy. So it's basically.
1: I don't think it's another company. I think it's still owned by Tops. Uh, it's just uh, printed with the OPC name.
0: No, it's like a company based out of London, Canada. Reg- it says right on the back here. It says on the back here, registered user under trademark license with the Tops Company, Inc., Brooklyn, New York.
1: Well, this is 91. I want to see what these cards look like. Because if I remember correctly, 91 OPC did not look like 91 Tops. And did not oh. have the same card stock quality. So maybe in this case, you're absolutely right about that. But if you look back in history with uh, OPG cards and TOPS cards, OPG had the same look as TOPS. Like, for example, I've got like OPG from 85, and they look just like 85 TOPS. The only difference is instead of saying TOPS in the corner, the upper left or upper right corner, it says OPG. But I think these are white cards. And uh, like I said, a much better quality stock than 1991 oh,
0: Top. Oh, this is much better quality. I can see it already.
1: Then you're opening the pack that I thought you are. These yeah. are decent cards.
2: Also, because they're in Canada, they're obviously bilingual.
0: Yeah, they That's are. That's a
1: very good point, yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Dave Smith, Chicago Cubs.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember that set really well.
0: Oh. Terry Pendleton, which would have been his first card with Atlanta.
1: Well, also, he won the MVP in 90, right?
0: Uh 91, he definitely did, I believe.
1: Okay, so that's either his MVP card or one year after the MVP. Okay.
0: Mel Rojas of the Expos. Kirk Gibson. He would have been with Kansas City, but he's still in a... Uh, See, Is isn't it? No, he's in a Kansas City uniform. I thought like he was photoshopped, but now he's with uh the Royals in uh 91.
1: Okay, I don't, I don't think they really had Photoshop in 1991.
0: No, probably they probably would have just crappily airbrushed in a uh uniform back then. Devon White of the Blue Jays. Uh, let's see. Oh, Albert Bell.
1: That would have been his first full year.
0: With the uh, Cleveland?
1: Yeah. Did that say Joey Bell or Albert? Albert. Really? I thought they didn't print uh, Albert Bell cards until 1992, because he originally went under the name Joey, and uh, he had a lot of life issues, a lot of anger management issues, and sort of changed his persona, or tried to, by using his... I think Joey was his birth name, but Albert was his middle name.
0: Was it like a Mike Gene Carlos Stanton thing?
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, Well, outside of the uh, temper issues and whatnot, but yes.
0: Vince Coleman, his first year with the Mets.
1: Speedster.
0: Yeah. Oh, got an Alex Cole Cleveland card.
1: Oh, speaking of speedsters, he was the man... For the Indians back in nineteen ninety, he came on the scene and stole like everything.
0: Brett Butler from the Dodgers, obviously not the not the one from Grace Under Fire.
1: Another Cleveland Indian.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: Cleveland Indian pack you got going on here,
0: George Brett.
1: Oh, that's one of the big ones
0: from OPG ninety one.
1: Well, I think big in terms of players because he's a Hall of Famer. Again, I think value is minimal.
0: But oh, this reference is a past Minnesota. A card referencing Nolan Ryan's seventh no-hitter from 91. The one that stationed in Dallas illegally broadcast.
1: Now that's a nice card. I mean, it's a a good name. Um, And uh, just reminded me, This past week, as we're recording this, is the 30th anniversary of the fight between Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura.
0: That's right.
1: It was actually, uh, I think it's the day after the 30th anniversary of that fight, was the amazing, epic fight of Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. And I'm not going to go get it, but I got a shirt on Wednesday from the fight. Well, not from the fight, but uh, one of the local uh, companies, they do a lot of local t-shirts and they immortalized Jose Ramirez knocking the, you know what, out of Tim Anderson and not even joking. Wednesday when I went there, I went to like their main hub, their main shop, which is on the other side of town. And I didn't even get home to like six o'clock that night, Uh, but I called them beforehand and said, do you have these shirts? And, oh, yeah, we got them. But we probably don't have your size. We only have 2XL, 3XL, and 4XL. And I'm like, you got my size. I'll see you later. So I went out there, and people wanted to buy the shirt. But again, the only thing they had in stock at that point was 2XL, 3XL, 4XL. So all these little short people are you know, trying to get a shirt. It's like, no, we don't have small. We don't have large. We don't have your size. And then here comes big old me. I hear you got 3XL. It's like, (laughs) hold on, sir. We've got plenty in the basement. Let me go grab you one. But then I saw on the news this morning, this is Friday we're talking about. So this is two days after I got the shirt uh, on Friday morning. Key word is morning. They started selling all the size shirts on Thursday morning. They were sold out by the end of the day. That's how popular they are. Oh, Since we're talking about uh, baseball, uh, and uh, you guys heard that uh, Benoodles, I yelled at her because she's going through some stuff here, what she knocked on the ground, I just pulled this out of my basement because uh, I wanted to actually listen or convert this, and this is a two CD set, and what this is a CD of is, or are, CDs are, is back, I'm guessing at this point it would be about 20... 15 years ago I don't re- uh, remember the date on here uh oh, it says 2001 so that would be 22 years ago uh, several local radio personalities did a rebroadcast of the 1920 world series oh and i mean they did the whole play by play and whatnot uh and it's authentic to the time in terms of you know the language they speak i mean it's, it's not like a, a contemporary game where you might hear yeah you know, some of the jargon we uh use nowadays so yeah i got this actually uh 8 years ago at uh league park which uh, league park is where the indians played back uh, in like the aughts to like uh, like 1932 or so it still exists it was refurbished but they made the uh the ticket counter and uh and some stuff there they turned it into a baseball museum and the guy that runs the baseball museum actually had a hand in this and was selling these out of the trunk of his car for 20 bucks. And it's like, Oh, sweet. Yeah. You know, I'll help out the museum by buying this, but also uh, uh, it's just a cool piece. I, I haven't listened to it in a number of years. So yeah, I salvaged this out of the basement a couple of days ago. So this is like a really baseball theme episode. We went to the 88 Donruss and we went to the 91 Opeachy. And uh, we're talking about the 1920 World Series. So we've like hit the entire baseball spectrum, it seems.
0: Yeah. Well, I got tons of like junk wax packs that I bought because there's like a supermarket by me that has a vending machine full of old junk wax. So it's like, if I see like, some junk wax, I'm just going to buy it. It's like, I know it holds no value, but you know what? It's nostalgia for me.
1: And that's really all that matters. It's not all about the money. It's about the thrills. And I mean, I'm looking at all the cards I have here. I've got piles of cards, literally. Yeah, I've got them next to me on my uh, my desk here. I need to put them away. Yeah, that's more for the chase of getting a decent card. But also, uh, I like just collecting these cards for autographs. I mean, one of the series that I've really gone deep in this year was 2023 Bowman which uh, is expensive for hobby boxes, but the blasters are like $25 and you get a ton of rookies. And the thing is, there's like, oh my gosh, I want to say five Bowman cards of people who play for the Lake County captains, which is the minor league team. That's four miles away. So I have all those cards actually. So when I go to a captain's game, I say, yeah, Sign a card. Sign a card. Haven't gotten any cards signed yet, but that's only because I've gone to one game. Thinking about going on Sunday, though.
0: Well, that's gonna do it for this instant reaction. I hope you enjoy this. Maybe we'll make this a hobby of instant reactions. I don't know, but this is volume one. So
1: Greg does his junk wax box, and then I come in with a three hundred dollar box. Boy, that's like both ends of the spectrum. That's, that's going to be a laugh, riot to see. No, okay, because my Wim card, which is like three, dollars $4,000, came out of a $170 box. So don't say it's going to be a laugher. If I pull out like a card worth 20 times its value, yeah, I'm going to just piss my pants.
0: Well, that does it for now, and we'll see you with more episodes of It Was a Thing on TV coming right down the pike.
2: Trade you a Paul monitor for Tony Gwynn. Uh, okay. What? I'll worth two monitors. No way. This guy's been out in the sun too long. Check out the stats. 329 lifetime batting average and four batting titles.
0: I was breaking World Series records when he was still a rookie. Official Major League Baseball cards from Donruss, Fleer, Score, and Upper Deck make all your favorite players come alive.
2: You want a fair trade? Me for two of him and a Jim Abbott. Hey, I resent that.